Hello and welcome to the Panel Pitch Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Raffi. I'm here with the astonishing Seth. There he is. In a bush somewhere, watching. Waiting. Tossing fish. In that ass. Don't don't ask. We're we're just going to move on. Uh, So here at the Panel Pitch Podcast, uh, I give a pitch for a comic book movie, TV show, whatever. Um, Last time we did this, we talked about my ideal Superman movie. That was fun. Yeah, with uh, with with Metallo. Yep. Um, this time around, since I have a spot to fill, and yes. I had an idea for a film. Wolverine. Yep, Wolverine. Um, I was gonna do Batman, but that's taking some time. Um, but the reason why I wanted to do Wolverine is because, basically, I wanted to challenge myself and say, we needed another Wolverine movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to challenge myself and be like, can I, can I come up with a Wolverine movie? That wouldn't involve the X-Men at all. Because that's kind of the challenge when it comes to it. But there is a lot of stuff in X-Men, in Wolverine books especially, where it is solely focused on him. And so, you know, this contains a little bit of X-Men stuff, but not stuff that people are aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in, in this, there's no mentioning of mutants, the X-Men, none of that. Uh, it does take place within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the story itself takes place during 2005. So it's before Iron Man, it's before the Avengers, it's before superheroes really became a thing, in uh, especially the, the USA. Because the story takes place mainly in Canada in 2005. So, when... I don't really end cast it or anything, it's just off the top of my head. Like I, I think I wrote this on night. Um, but we open in uh, Canada, obviously, the snowy forests of Canada. And... Uh, Wolverine's beating the shit out of a bear in an old-school English bare-knuckle boxing fight. Of course. It's kind of like a... It's like a still... It kind of looks like a wallpaper shot, right? Like, you, it goes from dark screen to, like... Just a, Drawn. Just a, a forest. Yeah. You know? And in the distance, you see, like, a figure walking in. And there's no close-ups or anything. It's just a man in, like, his, you know, skinny. It's like, tight underwear, right? And he's got this metal gear over his head... Uh, like drills that are from the suit into his body. It's Logan, and he's got like this gear on him. Uh, any combo fan will be like, "Oh, that's the Weapon X stuff. That's the tech they put on Logan to you know mind wash him or whatever." <clears throat> but it's him. He's got this gear in his head. He's walking through the forest, and uh, we kind of pan out. We see that a lot of the angles looking at him are from monitors, and that there's two shadowy government guys behind the monitors watching these. Um, and like just a, you know, it's it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty silent, and uh, and I know where a bullet just like hits him in the back of the neck, mm-hmm. and he falls to the ground. Some soldiers like they all move in, and the guys behind the the te- the monitors are like they're getting too close. Don't they know like what's gonna happen? Like they're clearly testing him, and these soldiers are being used to test him, um, but like the bullet wound goes away. You know, the first presentation of his healing factor. Uh, Logan gets up. And again, he's being mind controlled, so he's savage. He's you know he's got his bone claws out for one thing, mm-hmm. and he's ripping through these soldiers, and only one of them survives, and he kind of like falls to the floor, and he's like falling back. He's covered in the blood of his fellow soldiers. It's a lot like the uh, what's his name Finn from uh, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He's just watching his fellow soldiers dying. He doesn't want to get involved. He's backing up, watching like holy shit. It's kind of like he's new to the job, and he's like they sent me here to like. Like train this this guy, he he's ripping through my buddies, and uh, one of the guys behind the monitor is like, all right, let's let's send Creed in, and uh, 
through like the woods is uh, Victor Creed, the guy who will become Sabretooth for this. Um, and he's not how you usually see Sabretooth. He's, you know, in military gear. You know, he's kind of nicely shaven. The contrast is that Wolverine looks beastly <laughs> and that Sabretooth looks like a regular guy. And he, he and Logan fight. And again, it's a, it's a presentation of like, you know, you see... You see Victor can match him in his, in his strength and his healing factor. So you kind of get the idea, like, okay, these guys are equals, you know, as far as their, their strengths. And during the fight, Logan seemingly, like, stabs him in the chest and kills him, but obviously he's not dead because of the healing factor. Save falls in the snow. Um, the guys behind the monitor are like, all right, he's ready. Like, we got to shut Logan down. He's shown that he's, he's ready for the, the special project. So they, they click a button, an electrical pulse goes up in Logan's headgear and causes him to fall down into the snow and pass out. <clears throat> and uh, a second platoon of soldiers show up to start taking, like, Logan's body and take the bodies of all the dead soldiers so that no one finds them. Um, and they go to pick up Victor, and Victor's eyes shoot open. And he's like, you know, we, we get the indicator that if he's healed up and he's recovered, they're like, Sabre, Victor pretty much is like, run, it's not going to work, he's going to wake up. And sure enough, Logan wakes up, the claws come back out, he starts killing the second platoon of people, and mm -hmm. uh, a couple soldiers tackle him to the ground, they're tased at him, Victor gets in there and tackles him, and the whole time, the one soldier who was sitting in the snow is still watching in horror, as like, like even when he's being taken down and pinned to the floor, Logan is terrifying. And uh, one slash actually like hits the fallen soldier in the face, and he gets like these three cuts across his face. And then the second slash is used as like a transition. So it goes from the claw slash to like the opening credits. The opening credits are basically like military files and videotapes that do the same thing that I did with Superman, where the opening credits tell you like kind of his origin. Mainly the stuff where, you know, Weapon X has been monitoring him, monitoring him you know, controlling him. Uh, they're grafting the adamantium metal onto his bones. The stuff we already know about Wolverine in the context of opening credits. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the opening credits, we see Logan again, and he's kind of hairier. He's got some fish around him. He's been surviving in the wilderness after breaking out of Weapon X. And a man comes out of the woods, and he's wearing, like, this red and white costume. Uh, his name is James Hudson. His superhero name is The Guardian. And uh, basically, he runs a team called Alpha Flight, which is an actual Canadian super team in Marvel. And... Uh, James Hudson comes out, and he sees Logan, and he's like, hey, listen, you know, we got reports of, like, some hairy man with claws stealing meat out of some guy's, you know, meat locker. You know, is that is that you? And, like, Logan's got, like, meat around him and stuff. Yeah. He's like, her. <laughs> and, uh... Bum. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> James is, uh... He's like, we just want to help you, and, you know, he starts to get closer. And, uh... Logan's claws come out, and before we, we saw that his claws were bone... Now they are the animantium, mm -hmm. clearly showing. All right, this is after the operation, um, and the claws pop out. When he, when he does that, the other members of Alpha Flight start coming out of the woods slowly. Um, to give you an idea, one member is a literal Sasquatch. <laughs> uh, there's a <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, his name is Sasquatch. I think he turned into one, but yeah, uh, one is like a Native American shaman. One's like a a little person superhero who can like. His name is Puck, so he can, like, launch himself at, like, super speeds. But... Are they all just Canada-themed? 
Like, a little bit. One of them's called North Star, the other one's called Aurora. But yeah, just... His name's Puck, and he's yeah. a midget. Yeah. They're That's not super important to the story, but they, yeah. they come in through the woods, and uh, Logan's like looking around like, oh, well, like... There's so many bubs. He can't, he can't <laughs> speak yet. You know, he's, he's all lost in his brain, but he's seeing there's more of them. And uh, James is like, hold back, guys. And he gets a little bit closer, and he sees that the only thing Logan has on him are these dog tags. And the only thing on the dog tags say Logan. And he's like, your name's Logan, right? And it's the first time anyone's, like, pronounced him by his name. Like, usually at the lab, they just call him Weapon X, or Weapon 10. And, uh, you know, he kind of offers him a hand, says, we don't want to fight you, we just want to help. So, fast forward three years later, Logan is, he's Wolverine now. He's in the full yellow getup, which, for God's sakes, put that in a, in a movie. He's dressed in his yellow costume, and he's in a small Canadian village that's been uh, evacuated. And he's kind of, like, stalking through, and he's, he's sniffing around, he's looking around for something that's really quiet. And then out of, like, some building out of the corner, uh, a Wendigo shows up. And it can look like a traditional Wendigo, it can look like the comic book Wendigo that's in Marvel, whatever. It's a Wendigo, a Canadian monster, and uh, it attacks Logan, and they start fighting. And uh, the important part of this fight is that when we see Logan fight the first time at the beginning of this, he's feral, he's wild, he's crazy. In this, you can see he's got military training. He's more precise with his movements. He's aiming for the legs, trying to get the top of the weight down on the thing. And uh, he stabs into his chest, and he kind of lays on top of it. And uh, the important thing is that Wolverine's costume doesn't have the white slits. It's his actual eyes. And he's looking eye-to-eye -eye with the Wendigo. And the whole thing with the Wendigo is that it used to be a person that ate, like, uh, another person on, you know, Canadian, you know, land. Um, and he sees, like, the life leaving this Wendigo... He's looking straight down at it, and uh, Logan's just like, "You had it coming, bub." Yes. After that, yeah. After that, we we go and he's in a diner in the abandoned town. So he's he's gone to this diner. He's got the coffee himself, and he's pouring himself some coffee. And uh, you know, there's a helicopter and some. Uh, he works for Department H now, which is the Canadian government in this. Um, there's people outside like collecting the Wendigo body. Uh, James walks in, sits across from him, and, you know, he has some coffee, too. Um, you know, and through their conversation, we're like, okay, so Logan is part of Department H, which is the same corporation that, uh, James and, uh, Alpha Flight work for, and we find out, like, they've been hunting Wendigo for a while now, they're down to, like, four more, they're still wandering around, um, <laughs> and Logan says, like, he demands payment for killing this Wendigo, and... It's all kind of, you know, they've been friends for like three years now, so it's kind of joking. Like, James is like, well, you know, Department H, they'll send you your check, Logan. And he's like, nuh-uh, not they're paying, you're paying. And James is like, all right. And he takes out this uh, little box, and in it are huge cigars. And he gives Logan a cigar, and he goes, all right, here's your payment. And Logan puts the cigar in one of his pockets. And uh, James is like, those things will kill you. And Logan replies, nothing kills me. And uh, they're still sitting there and they're talking. And the, the conversation eventually gets to James is trying to get Logan to join Alpha Flight. Basically, the Canadian Avengers before the Avengers. And Logan is, he, he's always been refusing. For three, for three years, he's been refusing to join Alpha Flight. Um, and James is really trying to push. He's like, dude, you've been friends with these guys you know, for three years now. They like you. And Logan says, everybody likes me. Till I have to kill him. And, uh, you know, Logan goes to walk out, 
And James, like, grabs his arm. And he's like, I, I at least need a reason. I'll take no for an answer, but just give me a reason. Logan's like, I don't have a reason to give you. So get your hands off me. Like, obviously intimidating him. Uh, back at Department H, within, like, the living quarters of the building, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just for, for the ladies, uh, Logan's standing naked in front of his mirror. And obviously, whoever you cast for this, I'd like to be short and hairy, just like the comic. Um, but he's standing in his mirror. You know, we get a look at his room. There's not much to it. He's got, like, a TV. He's got a fridge with, like, a... It's like a mini fridge with a see-through door. So you can see it's, like, full of uh, cans of beer. And on top of that, you know, maybe he's got boxes full of beef jerky. Because he seems mm-hmm. like the kind of guy that would eat that. You know, he's got a closet full of denim and... Uh, Denim, flannel, and cowboy hats. That's usually his civilian attire. But he's standing in front of this mirror. He's got an empty uh, beer can in his right hand. In his other hand, he's like, he's looking at it. He's looking at the only scars that ever stayed on his body. And it's the three scars that go over where his claws pop out, because they would have to. Um, and as he's staring at them, we don't see it, but we hear and he hears his memories, where you hear, like, scientists being like, he can't take it, he can't take it, uh, you know, shut it down, uh, you know, don't stop, he's gonna die, he'll make it through. Just voices that he remembers, um, and like along with a heart monitor sound. And it's building up, it's building tension until you hear his can hit the ground and he looks down at it and uh he's kinda like just he's out of it now. He he's not thinking about it anymore, mm-hmm. and he goes to head to the shower. <clears throat> um that evening, Logan goes to, like, a, a party with James, uh, at, like, just to meet up with him in the Alpha Flight. You know, Logan doesn't want to join Alpha Flight, but he's still kind of, you know, buddies with all those guys. Um, at the party, um, <laughs> the other members of Alpha Flight are asking him, and he's like, I don't want to join you, and I'm not going to give you a reason. And he goes to, like, step out into the balcony, get some air. Uh, James comes out with him, and before they can really talk, James gets a call on the phone, his cell phone, and, uh, it's director Madison Jeffries, who's the director of Department A. She's, she's the one that sends them out on missions. And uh, James walks away, but one of Logan's abilities is you know, he has enhanced hearing. So he hears on the phone, uh, Madison mentions Weapon X. And you know this gets his attention, and he demands James to take him to go see Madison for, like, uh, for whatever this mission's going to be. So Logan and James go into Maddie's office. Uh, and she's there along with Agent Brett Jackson, who's another member of Department H. <clears throat> uh, and like, you know, when Logan gets in, he's like, you know, this is a Weapon X mission, I, I want in. And Madison's like, no, I'm not letting you in this, you're too close to the case. And uh, Brent Jackson, he's been with Department H longer than anyone, but he's always around. He wasn't around when Logan first showed up, so he doesn't know what Logan's deal is. But it's through Madison we, you know... We already know it, but they explain it that um, Logan was held by Weapon X for we don't know how long. His memories are patchy, and he doesn't remember anything. Um, but Weapon X has always been escaping them, and so for three years, Logan's been looking for Weapon X, looking for answers, but he hasn't found anything. And now that Weapon X has popped up and there's something involving them, Madison doesn't want Logan involved because he's too close to the case. Mm-hmm. You're too close to the case. Um, you know, Logan wants in, but the, the sensitivity of the case is that some Weapon X soldiers broke into a lab and kidnapped a scientist named uh, Cecilia Reyes. And Cecilia Reyes is a geneticist, and Weapon X wants her to work on something for them, but 
when they broke into the lab, one of them made the mistake of using like a, a communicator inside the lab, and the video and uh, sound equipment picked up the radio signal. So Department H can use that radio signal to pinpoint where the Weapon X base is. And again, because it's a hostage situation, they want to get in, get her, you know, maybe plant a bug in their computer and then get out. They don't want to cause any, you know, fights. And Logan is like, he but walked, I want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Logan walks away, he's like, God damn it. And then he like, maybe you see him like perk up like, hmm. And he turns around and goes, well, you need me on this job because I remember the facility. So if you want to get in and get out, you know, quick and carefully, you got to bring me in because I still remember those hallways. And he's lying. But these three don't know he's lying. Like, they're like, oh, you can remember. <laughs> and, um, and Logan's like, all right, if you need, you know, more reason to put me on, you know, you were going to put James on the mission. Put us both on there. James will keep an eye on me. James's like, I can do that, ma'am. And, Matt, and, Matt, and Madison's like, all right, fine. Keep an eye on him. You're there for guidance and nothing else, Logan. Logan's like, all right. So... When Logan and James... Logan's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna kill some Weapon X people. Yes. Fucking <laughs> yes. okay, like, Boeing Cilab- accidentally puts his claws out. <laughs> fuck, oh shit. I uh, can't remember math now. Uh, so, uh, as uh, Logan and James walk back to like the living sectors of the Depart- Department H building, um, <laughs> James is asking if like Logan can really remember the hallways, and... Logan's memory is like Swiss cheese because he only has fragments. You know, there's mm-hmm. holes everywhere. And he says, once in a while, I think I'm in a war somewhere. Other times, I see a lab. Whatever Weapon X took from me and whatever it is they did to me, they don't want me to remember. And, uh, you know, as they're outside of James's room, uh, James is getting kind of defensive, like, war? You think that's why you don't want to join Alpha Flight? You know, you just you don't want another platoon or another batch of soldiers to lose in a fight and you think that you think that's where your, your thing is and uh logan is like beforehand when logan was like i want to go to this meeting with you to talk to madison james was refusing it too because he knows that he's too close to the case and logan kind of like just to get in was like all right listen you go you let me go to this meeting with you i'll i'll join alpha flight after the mission promise um, you know mm-hmm. i put my word on it and now that they're talking James is still like, you think this is why you didn't want to join in the first place? And Logan's like, are you still hung up on that? I already said I'd join. And uh, James is like, Logan, the goal was to make you want to join. You know, I'm not, I don't want to force you to do this. Clearly, you know, we don't know how much, how long Weapon X has had you. But your entire known life, you've been forced to do stuff. You know, I'm not offering you some soldiers, I'm offering you friends. And James is like, you know, good night, and he goes to his room. You know, the next day, bright and early... You know, Logan, full costume again. Uh, Madison is getting the, the team together for this mission. You got Logan, you got James, you got Brent Jackson from before. And you have some, like, cannon fodder people. Like, uh, Heather, Willis, Ken, Ollie, Hank, and Alan. They're not important, I just put names in there. Um, they're flown into, like, this one random part in the Canadian wilderness. You know, it looks relatively normal. Waterfall, river, plenty of trees. An otherwise normal area. And, uh... You know, to get in, Brent's, Brent has a piece of technology that can, you know, track down the signal. And it leads them to this big rock. And you could have Wolverine be like, well, you found a rock. And, like, uh, James's power is that he has super strength in this. In the comics, he can do much more, but in this, he has super strength. And he lifts up the rock, and there's, like, 
leg uh, mechanisms under it, so it's like a rock that can lift up, and there's like a ladder that goes down under the rock, so they all get in there, and uh, let's see, Brent has like another piece of technology that lets him scramble the cameras, um, and like as they're going through the halls, Brent's like, so Logan, are we going the right way? And Logan's like, yeah, about that. I don't actually remember the halls. I just said that to get into the mission. <laughs> just like, you know, unabashedly, just like, oh, I lied. And uh, <laughs> and Brent is kind of like, well, I, I honestly prepared for this. And he takes out, like, a piece of clothing, or, like, a, a comb that belonged to Ray's. And he's basically like, here, sniff it. And Logan's like, you want me to be a dog? He's like, yeah, I yeah. want you to be a dog. Logan's like, give me that. <laughs> piece of shit. Takes a big whiff. Just, All right. I hate you. I hate you so much. I'm gonna go find it smells him. good though yeah it smells good L'Oreal because um, <laughs> he's worth it and it's, it's Ray's comb so he can track her by her scent and uh, they're moving through the hallways they're getting closer to wherever the scent's coming from uh, and they walk right into a room of Weapon X soldiers they're all ready to prepare their guns out and everything they were, they were waiting for them and over the speakers we hear this guy introduce himself as Director Malcolm Colcord and uh, Malcolm's like Brent, you did a great job. And Brent, like, folds over. He's like, yeah, I was working for Weapon X a little time. Nothing personal to you guys, but, you know, we, they wanted you here, so I brought you here. Mm. And so, like, you know, Brent, Brent's a bad guy. And uh, Brent and the soldiers start opening fire on uh, Logan and his crew. Uh, Ken is killed and Hank is wounded. Just, you know, some casualties. Um, and they're running through the halls again, trying to get away from these soldiers. You know, Logan wants to fight. He wants to go back. But, like, because one of his men is wounded, he can't really do that. Yeah. Um, and they keep getting, like, surprised by other soldiers until they're cornered into a room. And they, you know, kind of close the door and they lock themselves in this room. They're like, all right, what are we, where are we going to go now? And Logan sees an air duct. And he goes to open it, but James is like, hold on, that's one of the new, like, security monitored air ducts. If you open that, it's going to shut closed in, a, you know, a few seconds. And he's like, oh, I know. And he pops the lid off, and he keeps his hand from where the security door will fold over the air duct. <clears throat> and he's like, alright, all of you get in. And James is like, what the hell are you doing? And like all the men are getting into the air duct, and he's like, Logan goes like, they want me. You know, I, I'm the one that got away. They're gonna, you know, be distracted with me while you go get raised. I'll escape this, I, I promise. And Brent's like, or James is like, fine. And they, they get in the duct, they leave Logan alone, and uh, soldiers start charging into the room. Brent closes the room so that it's Logan and all these soldiers. And the soldiers are like, who are you closing the door for? And, like, Logan's, like, shredding through these people, as he does. Mm -hmm. But Brent is, like, pressing the buttons on the door so that the air is sucked out. So as Logan's shredding through the guy, he's, like, running out of energy, and he passes out. So when Logan wakes up, he's attached to this metal wall. He's got uh, braces around you know, his ankles and his wrists. And uh, standing in front of him is Victor Creed. And, you know... Victor's a bit more unhinged now. He he basically says that ever since he left, Victor's felt a lot more feral, and that he has to like take medication to keep himself uh, in check. Yeah. And uh, Victor's like basically teasing him, like, "You you got a costume now? You call you call yourself Wolverine? Like what? You you got really stupid getting out there. <laughs> you know, as soon as you get out of, out of our complex, you go run to another one. What's wrong with you? You know, give him the business." And, uh, director Malcolm Colcourt enters the room, and, uh, he tells Logan that Brent and, uh, you know, his soldiers are still going after James. Yep. Um, 
Meanwhile, James and his team patch up Hank. Uh, and they ambush their guard. And they steal his tablet so they have a map of the facility. Um, <laughs> Beat you up, take your iPad, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and they they find the uh, they find a lab where Ray's might be. So they're moving towards there. And uh, Mal, you know Mal, uh, what's the name? Yeah, Mal, Mal, Malcolm Concord. I called him Mal for short. He, when we see him, he's got the three cuts. And he's like, yeah, I was that soldier in the beginning of the movie mm -hmm. who fell over and watched you kill people. And basically, he's like, since I was one of the only soldiers that survived you, it got me the credit I needed to move up the ranks, and now I'm director of Weapon X. So I thank you for that, Logan. Uh, but the thing is, we don't need you anymore. We basically, you know, lured you here with the scientist. Totally unrelated. Scientists for something else. But you, we don't need you anymore. He's going to become something cold. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. So, James and his team, they, they enter the lab and they find uh, Cecilia Reyes is there, working with the other scientists, and, because she's forced to. Um, and they, you know, they kill the soldiers that are waiting for them there, and James tries to get Cecilia, and Cecilia's like, I can't leave without, without the subject. You know, we can't leave him alone with these men. Um, and before she can explain... The room is sealed off by a soldier that, you know, came outside and sealed the door off to trap them in. Mm. And Mal gets a call on his walkie-talkie, you know, from the soldier that the... James's team has been, you know, locked up in that room. Um, so Mal goes to kind of deal with that and deal with other stuff while Victor watches Logan. And uh, when they're alone in the room, <laughs> Logan kind of, like, taunts Victor, because he knows he's a little bit looser now. He taunts him just into, like, getting his revenge on him. And so Victor starts, like, he has claws in his fingers or whatever, but they're not, you know, metal or animatium. And he starts slashing into Logan because, as Logan puts it, now is your chance to do everything you want to do to me, and you know I won't die. And so Victor's, like, he's getting more animalistic, he's getting feral, he's just swiping into Logan more and more because, you know, this is his chance to get payback. And as he's slashing into Logan, you know, <laughs> Logan pulls his, his arm so hard... Like, he's not, like, constrained all the way. He's got a little bit of room. But he pulls his arms so hard that the skin of his hands peels off. And he slides his hand through the bracelet. Uh, he you know, pops his claws out, stabs Victor in the neck, you know, rips the other hand out, reaches for the gun in Victor's pocket, shoots the control panel, uh, which unlocks the bracelets on his feet. And he tosses Victor aside. You know, he looks at his bloody hands. He goes, it's a good thing i got gloves. He puts on his costume. Which is just like, as a Marvel movie, this would be one of those like, oh my god, that's violent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he ripped off his own fucking hands. Um, so, Logan gets uh, to that lab room, and like the guards are all standing outside of it, waiting to like you know take in James and the soldiers, and you know Logan takes care of those soldiers with ease. Uh, excuse me. I just want one scene of like, Logan's at the. <laughs> Logan's at the end of the room and there's like one guy left and he's just fucking unloading into him and Logan's just walking yeah. forward. Yeah. Just like, it's not gonna work, kid. Yeah, you're wasting like... your bullets, kid. <laughs> Later. So, uh, Logan kills the guards outside the room. He gets in and he's like talking to James and he's talking to Cecilia and Cecilia's like, I can't leave without the subject. And Logan's like, I don't give a damn about the subject. We're getting out of here. But uh, one of the dying soldiers outside the room, you know, who's got like his intestines out in his hand or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
He pulls his gun out and starts shooting like wildly, and they're like, "No!" Uh-huh. Um, and one of the bullets, I think he kills. Yeah, he kills uh, Alan, one of the sol- one of the one of James's guys. And he ends up, and one of the bullets breaks a glass of a containment unit in the lab. Mm-hmm. It's like a big containment pod breaks open. Um, and Ray's runs over, and she's trying to seal the hole, keep the gas that's in there from popping out. But James grabs her and pulls her away, and they run out of the room. Uh, Logan, James, Ray's, and the soldiers are you know, running out of that lab. They run through the hallways. And as they're running, Ray's is trying to explain that the reason Weapon X caught, got her is because she worked with the U.S. military two years ago uh, in the recreation of the Super Soldier Serum. It went wrong, and her team ended up creating a monster, you know, out of one of their own guys. Uh, she spent years trying to move on, but Weapon X found the monster and captured him, and then captured her with the hopes that she could tame it. And inside his containment tube, Bruce Banner wakes up. And that's why it's set during 2005, because I looked at the Incredible Hulk movie, and I put the numbers together. At this point, the Bruce would have been Hulk for like two years. It's mm. so early in his career as the Hulk. Um, so, Bruce wakes up, and he see <laughs> the first thing he sees are just dead soldiers everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and he hears more soldiers coming down, like, the hallway, and he's like... <sighs> and it's still, you know, he's still green, figuratively. So he's like, <sighs> oh no, and he starts turning into the Hulk. And so... Logan and his men, like, you don't see him turn to the Hulk, you see him, like, deep breathing, and the next scene is Logan and his team are run through, and they stop because they hear Hulk's roar. And they'll turn around, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and, uh, that sounds like it could be a hulking monstrosity. What the Hulk was that? <laughs> the Hulk. And, uh, like, and everyone hears it, too. Like, uh, Mal is, like, overseeing some small containment units being loaded, and, like, he hears it, and, uh, Brent is telling troops where to go look for Logan, and he hears it, and, like, Victor is healing, and kind of, like, you see his hand, like, slap a desk, and he pulls himself up, and he hears it. Everybody's like, fuck. Stan Lee is in his log cabin pouring coffee, and he hears it. <laughs> I just threw that in, but I yeah. want that. Like, what the? <laughs> is this him? They shouldn't have woke him up. <laughs> like, like, he just, he knows. <laughs> just, like, just pouring coffee, like, Someone's cranky. <laughs> Those fucking neighbors again. Yeah, right. There's no houses around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bad neighbors. <laughs> Those kids. Um, but the Hulk, like, the next shot we see is the Hulk just bursts out of the lab and he runs through the hallways, you know, tearing soldiers apart, you know, whatever. And the Hulk, you know, gets and meets with Logan's team. And, like, they basically have a stare down where the Hulk's like, you're just people I'm going to throw out of the way. And Logan's looking like, what the fuck is this Logan's thing? got his claws out. He's just like, Oh, I'm ready. I want to fight this thing. Um, but like he, he and the soldiers like, we got to run from this Hulk thing. But one of the soldiers, Ollie, is like, I'm going to shoot him. And he starts shooting at the Hulk because he needs one stupid guy. And because this is still early Hulk and he doesn't have much control, he rips off a door. Out. Yeah. He rips off a door and he flings it. And so it like cuts into Ollie, like cuts him in half, basically. And the other guys are running away like, Ollie, forget him, leave him, he's dead. <laughs> Just, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> all you hear in the back. Uh, uh. Um, I love the Hulk sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the team, it's down to Logan, James, uh, Willis, Heather, you know, a couple of people left. <clears throat> and they get to, like, the cafeteria area, and Ray's has this briefcase. She opens it, and she shows the team that she has, like, five chemical needles 
that injected into the Hulk will knock him unconscious. The problem is... You need all five. <laughs> you need all five. You need to use all five because that's how much it takes. And because the Hulk's skin is super durable, it needs to be injected by someone with super strength, like James, who has super strength. Um, and they're in the cafeteria, and, like, it's basically empty except for them, but then, like, from, like, the darkness, you see Victor wander in, and it's implied that, like, like, when we, when we opened the first time of the movie, Wolverine stabbed him once, and he got a little bit crazier. You know, recently, he stabbed Victor again, and he got a little crazy. Now, he's, like... Has a huge gash in his neck. <laughs> well, he's recovered, but he's more feral. His head's, like, tilted, like, oh, hey, guys. Like, he's a, li- he's a lot looser. And he wanders in. And, uh... So, I like the theme going on here. Just the fucking caged beast. Like, you're just locked in there with beasts. <laughs> so... You know, Logan goes to fight Victor, but smoke bombs are, like, rolling into the room, so smoke's filling the area, and other soldiers are moved again to, to take in Logan. Um, a firefight commences. Uh, one of the agents, Heather, takes rays, and they run out of the room. Um, during the fight, Logan, like, is fighting Victor. He loses track of him. Uh, but he takes out, like, the rest of the enemy soldiers. Uh <laughs> Hank, the guy that was wounded before, he can't keep up the pace, so he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just Willis and James, and Willis and James grab Logan, and they run out of the room, and they have the briefcase of needles, too. <clears throat> and when the three of them find the Hulk, he's basically against a wall, ripping the metal off over and over again, trying to just get out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Logan and Hulk, you know, Wolverine and the Hulk fight it out. And again, it's Wolverine and the Hulk fighting, so it's going to be a big action scene. Um... But as they're fighting, you know, Hulk is distracted, so James fly, uh, runs over, you know, jabs all five needles into the Hulk. And the Hulk passes out, but he, like, he falls on top of James. Mm-hmm. And when Willis and Logan tip the Hulk over, like, the Hulk's, like, slowly changing back into Bruce Banner as they're tipping him over. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they get a good look at James, he has a lot of claw marks in his chest. And James is like, Back in the cafeteria, Victor cut into me you know, pretty damn deep. And uh, I'm basically dying. And I've been holding on because I know you needed my help. And, like, James is laying there, and Logan's over him. And, you know, th- this is basically Logan's first friend. All, you know, the only friend he can really remember. Um, like, and Logan couldn't tell... Either Logan couldn't tell or he was kind of denying that James was dying. Like... From the cafeteria, he would be able to, like, know, like, this guy's bleeding out. This guy got a lot, you know, done to him, but he just didn't pay attention because he thought it would never happen. He didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, but James is, like, he's dying there. And he said, they like, you know, Logan, I, I treasured our friendship, you know. Make good on the promise you made me. You know, join Alpha Flight and tell them I'm sorry. And uh, <clears throat> Logan reaches into his pocket and he takes out the cigar from the earlier scene. And he lights it, and he puts it in James's mouth. And James, like, takes a long drag, and then kind of just so, like, silently, like, passes. So, from there, uh, Agent Heather and Cecilia Reyes are, you know, they're trying to get out of the facility. They're still using their own pad. Um, but they're found by soldiers, and they're captured. Typical. Um, <laughs> Logan, We're gonna make it shit. Logan and Willis are, like, walking through the halls, and Willis has Bruce Banner on his back. You know, Banner's passed out. Just Mark Ruffalo passed out. Um, and as they're walking towards this elevator, Willis starts asking questions. He's like, so why are we going this way, sir? 
And Logan's like, this way leads to Calkard, Calkard leads to Victor. When they get inside the elevator, uh, Willis asks, well, why are we taking him? Motioning to Bruce Banner. And Logan says, we might need him. But he killed... Look, bub, you may think you're carrying a monster, but you ain't. I know monsters, I know animals, but that thing, the Hulk, it's a weapon. Harmless until you pull its trigger. And, uh, you know, the elevator's going down, and, uh, when they reach the bottom, Logan's like, anything else? And, uh, Willis says, well, yeah, figure we're gonna die. Why a Wolverine? <laughs> and, uh, Logan kind of like, his cow is kind of like a hood, because he puts it on, he's like, James always told me I wasn't tall enough to be a wolf. <laughs> so I'm a wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> so they get out of the elevator and they enter like an aircraft room where like those containment pods from earlier are being loaded onto a helicopter. Yeah. Um, Mal Cockard, uh, Brent Jackson, all of his Weapon X soldiers, uh, they're waiting by the copter and they have Heather and they have uh, Cecilia Reyes. And Logan's like, all right, listen, this banner guy's enough trouble. I'll give them back to you. You give the girls back to me. We all walk away. And Mal's like, alright. And he sends the girls off to go, you know, walk towards them. And, like, you could have it be kind of, like, slow motion. And as Logan is watching these girls walk toward him, uh, he hears, like, a small beeping sound. And he smells something like heat. Um, and he looks over at Heather, and Heather's eyes dart towards uh, Cecilia. Logan runs over like rips her shirt open and you know how you know how in the dark night like the bomb was inside the guy's chest it's that Cecilia has a bomb in her and she looks down she's kind of surprised too she's like I didn't I didn't know and then Logan tackles her to the ground and she explodes and you kind of just see like Logan unconscious crazy yeah Logan unconscious laying in like a pile of like body parts basically and uh you know screams are made um <laughs> Hulk's freaking out in the background. <laughs> He's so fast out. But like uh the Weapon X soldiers like, you know, they gather around Willis and Heather and you know they tell them to get on the floor. So Willis drops Banner and they all and all three of them get on the floor. Uh Banner still passed out. <laughs> but when they get on the floor, Willis is kinda like Bros 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 and like the soldiers are looking at him. And, uh, Mal is standing over them, and, and Mal is like, stop it, stop talking to him. And, uh, Willis takes out, like, a knife, and he stabs Bruce's shoulder, and that wakes Bruce up. And when Bruce wakes up, the first thing he sees is Willis get shot in the head by one of the soldiers. And, like, blood is on Bruce's face, he sees that Heather is terrified. Like, the, the thing would be, like, he sees, you know, Willis is dead right next to him, and he sees, you know, over him... Heather's looking at him, like, terrified. And, and Bruce kind of has, like, a face of fear, but then he has this face of confidence. And Bruce gets up, you know, he rises, and the soldier's like, get down! And he goes, I'm gonna change. And, like, it's kind of like Bruce is faking it, because the drugs in his system are keeping him from changing at the Hulk. But he's still trying to scare these soldiers by being like, Ah, I'm changing! <laughs> I'm gonna go into the... the I'm going to turn it to the bulk. I'm hulking out. <laughs> trying to scare these soldiers. Um, and Mal, you know, the, the director, he's like, it's bullshit. He's got, you know, drugs in his system. He can't hulk out. 
And within the confusion of the soldiers, you know, being scared, uh, Brent Jackson, who was keeping an eye on Logan, turns away. And Logan gets up, and he stabs Brent in the chest and holds him up. And the other soldiers start shooting, and Logan's basically using Brent as a shield. Like you were saying before, where he takes a steady walk, but he's got this body in front of him. And Brent's... <laughs> Brent's just getting fucking destroyed. Because Brent has a claw through his chest, and he's also being shot in the back. He's like, ah! <laughs> and, uh, you know, Logan tosses the body aside, and he starts fighting the soldiers. Um, Mal runs out of the way, and he jumps onto that helicopter that's going to take off. And Heather, behind some cover, takes a shot and, like, hits Mal, like, in the leg. And he causes him to fall out of the copter and onto the floor. It's not a huge fall, but enough that he kind of breaks his legs. Mm -hmm. The copter gets away. Um, the soldiers are all dead, so Willis, Heather, Bruce, and Logan gather around Mal. Oh, boy. Getting calls. Sorry. It's all right. So, uh, the four of them gather around Mal. I'm oh, sorry, the, the three of them, because Willis is dead. The three of them get around Mal, and Mal's like, legs are broken, he's on the floor, he's like, <laughs> it's too late, don't you see? You know, the, my mission's complete. I got all of my, uh, my research that I'm not going to tell you about onto that helicopter, and now it's gone. You know, it's going to our other base. My job here is done. Uh, I've sealed all the, you know, I acted the, the self-destruct program of the facility, so all the extras are sealed down, so you're all going to die here with me. And, uh, <laughs> Heather's like, shit, what do we do now, Logan? And Logan's like, first things first. And he kneels down over Mal, and, like, he maybe, like, puts his fingers on top of that scar from all those years ago. He's like, ah, memories. And Logan goes, you know, first things first, Mal. Claws come out. Let's finish your facial. And he cuts off Mal's head. And then he gets up, and he looks at Bruce, and Bruce is terrified, too. And he points at him and he goes, now then, we need the green guy. And, and Bruce is obviously like, no, I, I can't let the Hulk out. You know, the, the drugs are in me. And even if I could, I couldn't control him. And Logan's like, I'm not asking you to control him. I'm asking you to aim him. All right? So he goes over and he puts his fist under Bruce's chin. And Bruce's like, Logan, please, I can't get the Hulk out. You don't want the Hulk out. And Heather, Heather is like, look, what the fuck are you doing? Stop, stop. It's crazy. <laughs> and Logan's like, we just need the Hulk. That's all we need. And, uh, like, the left claw pops... Like, Logan says, one. And, like, one claw pops out beside Bruce's head. Bruce's like, please, you don't know what you're doing. Two. The right claw comes out. Uh -huh. So it's just the middle claw left that hasn't popped out. He's like, Logan, please. And Logan's like, three. And then, like, you hear, like, the claw slowly getting up there and, like, hitting uh, the chin a little bit. And then Bruce, like, turns green and he falls over and he turns into the Hulk. And, like... When the Hulk is standing in front of Logan, he, you know, he wants to smash him. But, like, Logan's like, you want to go run another round? We don't have time. And, and Hulk's, like, not listening to him. But Heather, like, steps in the way. And Hulk is like, I can't smash you. <laughs> you Shit! You were protecting me this whole time. I can't, I can't do the smashing. You protected Hulk. You're good. And uh, Heather tries telling Hulk, like, listen, hey, Hulk, smash. listen, Hulk, I know you may not understand this, but if you don't let us get out of here with you. We're all going to die here. And Hulk is just like, <laughs> and, uh, they use the, uh, they use the tablet map to like find like the closest way out. And basically what they do is because they're in a cargo thing, they, they get in the Jeep 
and they follow Hulk as he's tearing through the building. So Hulk's ripping through the walls like the Kool-Aid man. They're following in a Jeep up the pathway. And uh, as they're doing yeah. this, they pass through the room where uh, James's body is. And Logan gets out of the Jeep and he tells Heather, keep driving, keep following the Hulk, I'll catch up to you, I have to get James's body. And I, I owe that to him. So, mm-hmm. Hulk keeps going, Heather keeps driving after the Hulk, um, through the metal walls and such. Um, when he gets to James's body, Victor shows up again. And uh, Victor and James start fighting. And, again, at this point, both of them are just like, have been through the ringer, they're both savage and crazy, and they're just fighting it out. Um, and because Victor's basically the big baddie of this, he has to have some kind of monologue. Um, so Victor goes, you can fight all you want, but you know, they'll never, you know, you'll never win. Look what happened today. You and your friends came here to save someone, but you couldn't even save, you know, the rest of them. You know, you failed. And, uh, Logan has Victor pinned, but Logan, or Victor bites into Logan. Logan punches out some of Victor's teeth and, you know, this whole time, Victor's still talking like, you and me, we're a dying breed, Logan. You want to believe you're different, but you're not. And, uh, and Logan, you, know, you need to shut up, Creed. You're nothing but a fool. You'll get us both killed in this explosion. No, I won't. Don't you see? We are survivors. We've always been. And, he's, and Logan, kind of similar to what he did with the, the Wendigo, he stabs Victor through the chest and into the floor, like pinning him. And, uh, you know, Victor is kind of like, he's not dying, but like it feels like he is, obviously. And he's, he's whispering to, uh, to, to Logan now. He goes, Sabretooth. Sabretooth. You remember, you remember that, Logan? You used to call me that before, uh, before. Man, Logan, I, I can't remember so good. Neither of us can, but, uh, I remember that. Kind of implying, like, both of them have been under Weapon X's glove for however long, and they have a relationship they don't even remember. And uh, Sabretooth is like, we're going to be doing this forever, aren't we, Logan? And Logan kind of just shuts his eyes, like the, you know, the facility's like got the blinking red lights, you know, the timers are going off or whatever. They're, they're getting close to explosions, stuff is crumbling. Um, Logan closes his eyes, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, we are. And Victor's just, <laughs> you, you and I... And uh, a claw goes up through uh, Victor's mouth. Mm-hmm. And Logan's just there like, shut the fuck up, bub. <laughs> like, that's his one fuck in the movie. Just shut the fuck up, bub. You, you mean to tell me that people are getting ripped apart in this movie and it's not, it's not rated R? <laughs> you know what? You, right. got, you got me there. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man holding his intestines and this movie is not rated R. You got me there. I'll give There's you one that. fuck in the movie. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> bub. Um, oh, bub. And the facility, you know, we see Hulk and, uh, you know, Heather get out of the facility, and the building blows up. And kind of, like, the wake of the explosion, like, covers the screen in, like, dust and smoke. And it's been a a few hours later. Heather's got, like, you know, one of those uh, blankets over here that, like, firefighters give people. Um, Department H people are there, helicopters, you know, cars, ambulances. They're digging through the rubble, trying to find anything they can, and they find you know, Logan's body on top of Victor's, and they take them both out of there. You know, uh, I think, uh, yeah, a day later, Logan wakes up in a hospital bed. Director Madison Jeffries from Department H is sitting with him, and, uh, you know, she's like, it's been a day since the explosion, you've been passed out. Uh, And he's like, what about Victor? And she's like, we have him in containment. He's not going to be getting out of there anytime soon. He's in maximum security. 
we put him in a hole and we threw away the hole. Um, we put him in a hole and threw away the hole. That's a line from Suicide Squad, I'll have you know. Is it real? It I is. That's see. how dumb it is. Um, <sighs> but she's to tell me with some sort of squirtle squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madison says, like, you know, Alpha Flight has been told about what happened to James. Um, and she also goes, like, you have failed your mission, Logan. You didn't save Ray's. You cost the lives of six men, one of whom led our strongest team of agent. You lost so many lives. And Logan goes, yeah, but I saved two. And Maddie is like, look, here's the thing, Logan. Now, because of your failure, because of what you did, you have two choices. One, you take uh, James's place on Alpha Flight, and you make up for the mistakes you've made. Or two, you become an enemy of the state. And, you know, Logan is like, I can't do that, Maddie. I, I know I owe it to him, but Madison's like, listen to me, all right? And it's kind of the first time we see Maddie be a person instead of a, you know, do this, do that commander. She's like, listen, Logan, for God's sakes. Brent Jackson was part of Department H for five years. I trusted him, you know. We had, you know, our families had dinner, for God's sakes, and he stabbed me in the back. I've known you for three, and you've done nothing but be loyal. All I'm asking you to do, for once is to keep being loyal and not turn your back again. You know, mm -hmm. you're different, Logan. Loyalty is the time it doesn't. So, hours later, we see Madison, we see, uh, we see her with Alpha Flight in, like, their meeting room, and, uh, you know, they're waiting for Logan to, to come in. Uh, instead, some, like, random Department H, H uh, agent walks in, and he hands a letter to Madison. She, like, you know, walks away out of the room into, like, a hallway, and she opens it. The letter by Logan is kind of like, they do that narration trick where it's, the, it's him reading the letter in his voice and uh, it's like scenes while that's going on. But the letter is, Madison, I know you and the team are expecting me to walk through that door in red and white and fill James's place, but I'm not going to do that. James asked me to join and I owe it to him, but I'd be disrespecting his memory if I led a team that I didn't deserve. I'll make it up to you all though. I'll find the Hulk and I'll put him down. I'll even track down where those helicopters went. As for my spot, put Heather on the team. She nutted up and proved her worth. She's earned a chance to be a hero. And you know as well as I do that I'm not a hero. James wanted to think that. You want to think that. But I ain't. I'm not a hero. I'm just the best I am at what I do. And what, and I, what do. I do isn't very nice. Yeah. Best of luck, Logan. P.S. I took my fridge. <laughs> and, and, and like as that letter is being read we see scenes of like uh, Logan's packing all of his like super suits into a briefcase he puts on his flannel his denim and his cowboy hat uh, he kind of like <laughs> he turns the fridge around and it's got like uh, backpack straps on it that he like outfitted there like DIY so mm -hmm. he puts a, the fridge on as a backpack and he gets on his motorcycle and he rides through like the snow out of Department H um, we also see scenes of like um Crap, what is it? Oh, the helicopter from before with the containment units in it. We see it land at like a base in like the Arctic. And uh, one of the soldiers is like wiping the, the, the condensation off of one of the tubes. And it's like an infant in there. Mm -hmm. um, kind of implying like, oh, you know, the clones of Wolverine, Laura, X-23, that stuff. Um, but that's the like Cold War stuff. Um, and then two weeks later, Logan again in costume is... Still in Canada, uh, 
and uh, he's been following a, a track, like a, some footprints. And it's a trail of footprints that eventually get bigger the, the further they go. And along the way, there are also dead hunters here and there. And he gets like the top of this hill where there's a cave. And in the cave is the Hulk. And he's with his back towards Logan. And Hulk like peers over. The Hulk gets up. He like walks out of the cave and he roars. And it's Lo it's the Wolverine and Hulk staring each other down. And uh, Logan goes, so what do you say, bub? The claws come out. Want to go another round? And the Hulk and Wolverine collide as the movie ends. That's cool. So I, I basically like, Okay, just give me your your thoughts. Savage as fuck, which is what I want out of a Wolverine movie, and everything. Um, I just. You say you saw like a theme in it. Yeah, the theme is just fucking brutal. Like, and that's that's what I want out of Wolverine. Is we get so many of these things where it's like, oh, he's just a tragic hero, and it's like, nah, he's got that crazy fucking berserker side to him mm -hmm. that we never get to see. Yeah. And everything, and just like that's that's super cool. Yeah. I, I like that idea. What, what and, the, but but like yeah. the 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 main theme that I can tell from like I guess you could say like the the mo most important part, yeah. which is from when they lift the rock up and go down and everything is they're all just animals trapped in a cage and mm -hmm. just some are more savage than the other. Yeah, and everything, and I I like that idea of mm -hmm. just just strength wins down here. Yeah. That's it. And the thing <laughs> is, like as I was writing it, I started like seeing those things too of like. Oh, well, like, without even noticing, I did a dark mirror comparison with Wolverine and Sabretooth. Because we both know they, they, you know, by the end of the movie, they come from the same place. They don't have their memories. They probably had some experiences together. But when the movie starts, Wolverine is a fucking animal. Yeah. Victor is an agent of mm -hmm. Weapon X. By the end of the movie, Logan, or at least, like, through the movie, Logan is an agent. He's civilized. He's drinking coffee like a noble person. And as the movie progresses, Sabretooth is more feral and crazy. Mm -hmm. You know? And, uh, there's that. The, you know, I think... I didn't want to make the Hulk the main thing. Mm -hmm. he's, he's very... No, I like felt a, like he was used quite well with yeah. that. He was just like... He was important, but it wasn't like... Yeah. It wasn't like, this is Hulk, Wolverine versus Hulk! Like, yeah. I said it in a period where the Hulk is still new. And so, like... You know, he doesn't have control over who he's doing, but this is, like, you know, a start to that. And Bruce Banner's been on the hunt, say, you know, long enough that he's been having these experiences so he can, you know, hold on to that memory. Um, I also didn't want it to be, like, global, worldwide. Like, that's why it's set primarily in Canada, not because Wolverine is from Canada, but also because if this happened in the MCU, someone would bring it up at some point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I also, again, by the time I finished this, I was like, all right, pretty good. Wait a minute. This isn't a happy ending at all. No. He failed his mission. A bunch of his friends died. He's an enemy of the state. But, like, Wolverine's not a happy character. Exactly. That's what like, I, I liked about it by the end of it, is that it's not a happy ending, and that's kind of the point. You know, a lot of superhero movies are like, happy ending, because it's a superhero movie. There's some there's some repercussions, well, obviously. That, that, sets, that sets the tone right up for, like, one of the first X-Men movies, when, like... What, what do you call it? Rogues in Canada or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she finds him just being a boxer. Yeah. And like, just in the, in the frozen north and everything. <laughs> and it's just like, that, that, that fits it. Yeah. You, you, you found a way to fit it. Yeah. Into the... I tried to do, I also tried to make it so that like, it can fit into that and it can fit into the MCU. It can also fit into if X-Men reboots because 
one of the things, one of the repercussions of the movie is that Logan has a team that he trusts and that he likes, and he fails them. Mm-hmm. And even before that, James is like, join my super team, join my super team. And Logan's like, no, I don't know why I don't want to join exactly. I just don't, you know. I just don't want to. It's like a feeling. I just don't want to join your team because something in me is telling me not to. And by the time he gets on a team of his own of soldiers, almost all of them die. And he's walking away from that experience like, I was right to not join Alpha Flight because they would have died, you know, being around me. You know, that's the, that's why I can't be with Department H because if people are around me, they just die. You know, I can't die, but people around me do. That's Wolverine's thing. It's one of the only things you can compare with him and Superman. Superman's like the bright side of the coin, Wolverine's the dark side, where mm-hmm. their weakness is they're willing to protect other people, but sometimes they can't. So, by the time we get to an X-Men or an Avengers or whatever else that Logan would show up in, he would have this hesitance towards that. Mm-hmm. And you as the viewer would understand, like, oh, shit, he doesn't want to join the X-Men because he thinks he's going to let them down the same way the other people would die. By the end of that X-Men movie, it's going to be like, Logan's whole emotional arc is going to be... Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I, I can be on a team and it, it can work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the main thread of this was just using Wolverine in a way that divorces him from the X-Men, subverts him in a MCU universe, while also setting up some other stuff, like the clones and everything, you know, Weapon X. Um, basically, the idea just came from looking at that first cover of Wolverine and Hulk and being like, no, something could be done with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Seth. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, if you guys enjoyed it, make sure you tell me on Facebook. I could use that confidence boost. Uh, but thank you all for listening to uh, the Panel Pitch Pod- Podcast. And uh, everyone have a good night. Peace. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go to panelbuyer.blogspot.com to follow all the latest posts. Check out the Panel Buyer on panelbuyer.podbean.com to follow all of our podcast shows. And uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. The Panel Buyer is also on YouTube and we're on iTunes, so you can follow us there. Uh, Be sure to follow up, and uh, thank you all for listening. Have a good one.